times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my chance to... What's up everyone? You are now listening to the Summit State of Mind The podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks And everything Houston Rockets I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny And of course I could not start this podcast once again Without my brother... My tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Justin, I have to ask real quick. Um, these new nicknames, and I wanna, I wanna know how you feel about it. I'm sorry, I missed all of that because I was actually trying to work out a deal on 2K right now. Um, I'm trying to figure out to get Chris Paul back on the Rockets. Oh man, too soon. <laughs> too, too soon. No, not not soon enough. <laughs> you try, the GM's already working, man. I'm I'm busy. I'm trying to get the NBA back. Hey man, my phone lines are ringing, man. I got I got my two phones. I got my old BlackBerry, you know, trying to do it all. Oh my god. Um, but you know. The, the, they're just not ready for me. Don't forget, don't forget the iPad if you need to. Uh, if you need a free agency meeting, don't forget to bring the iPad. Remember, Chris Bosh. Please stop. iPad. Let's not bring up those memories. Oh, we're, that's that's what we are. We're the summit state of mind. We're supposed to bring back memories. Well, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to us once again. We are here, episode two of the pod. We are going to talk about the return of the NBA season. Back from the pandemic. We're not really back from the pandemic. We're still in the middle of the pandemic, but the NBA is back. We are starting. Rockets are actually going to start July 31st. 8 o'clock? Wait, Eastern or Central time? Uh, 8 o'clock uh, Central. Is it? You are right. Cool. 9 o'clock Eastern. Mark your game. calendars, your alarms, even your you know beepers, whatever you got that whatever will you alarm got. you. Whatever you got. The Rockets are back. Yes, yeah, 7.59, 8 p.m. Ring, ring, ring. Houston Rockets time, baby. Let's go. Dude, we're we're actually back, man. Like like it's it's actually it's hitting more now than ever because they released the schedule, which we're gonna go into later. They released the schedule. I don't man, like this is this is happening. It was pretty dope. I didn't even realize that they had um an NBA schedule show. Like they were releasing it through Wait, ESPN they it Live. Show? I don't know. I, I I screenshotted the picture that I saw on Twitter. I was obviously at work when this was happening, but when I saw that I was like, yo, were they actually like Showing this, this is actually pretty dope. You know, there's no sports programming, so anything that can bring in some form of hype. Like, I'm all for it, dude. This is true. I mean, I was watching TV when Angels in the Outfield was on ESPN. I was so hyped for don't, that. Don't remind me. That was the best Friday night I've had in quite a while. Maybe oh all throughout goodness. Rona. You know what? But, you know, it did, it, was, it did pose a challenge because it was battling head for head with AT&T Sports, with that Carlos Correa walk-off game two, 2019, against the Yankees. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I couldn't even finish that whole game. By the time, like, Angels in the Outfield was over, it was only in the eighth, and I was like, I'm done. You're telling me you continued to watch Angels in the Outfield knowing that Carlos Correa was going to hit a walk-off at some point? Yeah, I did, and I don't question my decision I question your all. decision, and I question my brotherhood with you, but anyways, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, guys... Yeah, we are going to talk about the return of the NBA season, and we are officially back. Let's go ahead and explain it, and explain it with the new format. Let's talk about the teams in the East. Teams in the East, according to the seeds, this is basically how it's going to be when they enter Orlando. One seed is Milwaukee Bucks. The two seed is the Toronto Raptors. Three seed is the Boston Celtics. Four seed is the Miami Heat. The fifth seed is the Pacers. The sixth seed is the Philadelphia 76ers. Seventh seed is Brooklyn. Shout out to Kyrie. Eighth seed goes to Orlando. There are eight teams in the West, according to seeds. One seed is the Lakers, two seed are the Clippers, three seed is Denver, four seed is the Utah Jazz, 
Fifth seed is OKC. Shout out to Chris Paul. Sixth seed is the Houston Rockets. Shout out to everyone in Houston. Seventh seed, Dallas Mavericks. And the eighth seed is the Memphis Grizzlies. With six teams being invited to try to make the playoffs. The six teams that are out of the playoffs right now but are contending for the eighth seed are the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. That begs the question, and, and Justin, I just have to ask you. 22 teams are in this bubble now with 16 teams that are basically slotted in for the playoffs. Not guaranteed, obviously, unless you're the top seeds. With the six teams that are basically trying to contend, how serious is this going to be, basically? I think this is going to be pretty serious, to be honest with you. I mean, some of these teams are relatively close, close enough with eight games remaining that anything can happen. Like, this is the type of... Uh, what's it called? The re- the type of format that can just lead to anything, especially considering there's no home court advantage. Nope. There is just so much happening. Like even then, like just the idea of seeing someone like a Devin Booker in the NBA playoffs is so like exciting to me because he's such an exciting player. Even seeing the Kings a possibility, you know that w- that's amazing. The Spurs continuing their playoff. What was it? By the way, yeah, did you see that? Did you see that gift? By the way, it was so funny. So when they mentioned that the Spurs still have a chance to make the playoffs, Popovich with his thumb. It was a picture of Popovich with his thumbs up, and he goes, "Ha, the streak continues." <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is definitely a, a possibility, but I'm not gonna lie. I am against that. I want to see someone new. Sorry, maybe even the Pelicans. You know, just imagine seeing a first seed Lakers against an eighth seed Zion. You know, Zion, Lonzo Williams, Ball, yeah. Brandon Ingram in the playoffs. You know, that's just and it's such an intriguing matchup. That is definitely going to draw ratings, and I can definitely see that type of environment that the NBA could quote unquote push for. You know, it's going to be. I think it's going to be just. Uh, it's definitely going to be a weird setup. It's as weird as it gets, obviously, with the times that we're in. Um, there's going to be eight. It's basically going to be an eight game. It's going to be eight seeding games, basically. Um, they're calling these the seeding games, which basically means that, yeah, they kind of they still pertain to the records of the season, and they're going to continue on from there. But at the same time, these eight games are basically going to work for more positioning than anything, and more or less, say preseason, to kind of get these teams more warmed up and ready. Because once those eight games are up, it's game time. It's playoffs. Yeah. From that moment. Absolutely. So, with that said, like, yeah, we have to, we, you know, we have we have to talk about that. We have to talk about. What is basically going to be happening with these teams? How is it going to be when the when the NBA restarts? Let's go ahead and talk about that. What life will be like inside the NBA bubble in Orlando? Starting July 7th, life inside the NBA bubble for the 22 teams and staff is going to be ruled by a 108-page health and safety protocol handbook. Jeez Louise. From July 7th to July 9th, July 9th is when the rocket, by the way, players will arrive at the Walt Disney World Complex in Orlando. Teams will arrive and will be spread out over three days to avoid congestions. My goodness, let's... Disney World, I'm just... Still jealous. I know, Kyrie wants to cancel the season because apparently they can't go to Disney World. Well, he can cancel his stupid face. (laughs) Because I am all for this season in Orlando, in... Disney World. They're all going to be separated in three different resorts. Like, the yeah, I don't even want to go into that because that's a whole thing. Grand Destino is basically going to be where the top teams are going to be and the bottom teams are basically going to be in the Yacht Club. If you don't know Disney, it sounds like there's not much of a difference, but if you're a Disney aficionado like me, trust me, there is a big difference. <laughs> Best the world had to know. The world had to know. <laughs> yeah, they have to. They got to know, man. Each player is going to be given a magic band. Do you remember when we had Magic Bands? Dude, that was such a great 
time over there. The, that magic band, I took it everywhere. They're, I yeah. took it, you know, to every park, in the shower, when I would, you know, do unmentionables. Oh, thanks, man. TFTI. You're welcome. <laughs> I need to know all that. <laughs> all the food is going to be cooked by Disney chefs on site. So there really is no home court advantage. You can't bring any chefs. That's basically the nutrition that's going to be set up for each team is going to be made by Disney chefs. I can respect that. And I completely understand that. What is there to do while the NBA is in their bubble? There's going to be a 2K room. There's going to be barbers, manicures, and spa services. There's going to be DJ sets. There's going to be cards. Don't know why. There's going to be bowling, which uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is going to be there every for night. For sure. For sure. Hopefully, uh, maybe him and Harden can mend their shit while they're in there, but yeah, that's for another day. While that's happening, um, they're basically going to be doing this now. So this is what life is going to be like for these NBA players. And it's definitely different. And with that said, there's going to be no, there's no clear-cut home court advantage here. This is it. This is, you are playing in mutual territory. You are straight up playing in mutual territory because Orlando is not oh no no they see it i take it back they're in the playoffs currently so i guess the only home court advantage is orlando but even then it's not really a home court advantage you're playing in front of empty empty courts and you're playing basically just by yourselves yeah i mean i'm, I'm really curious to see how certain players respond without the crowd because you know there are players that thrive with the energy of the crowd with the positivity or the negativity you know some players really like to hear the boos they're really um motivated by that and then there are players who just seem like they just really don't care about who's there yeah, they, they just want to show up and show out you yeah, know that's right. you know they call that um like pandering you pander to the crowd and there's quite a few nba players that are basically you know they feed on that and we know that we're gonna see how the how these players are gonna act uh i can tell you or no you can tell me one player who does not care there can be 150,000 people 50,000 or his mom there yep our boy james harden he don't care He's, don't think... he, he, he just all he does is just play he'll he'll, he'll play to the crowd on occasion but you very rarely see him really like respond in any form. He just does not care. And actually, I think that can work for him, considering everything and how these guys like they draw energy from like a fast break dunk, and it totally just ups everything. But then at that point, like for them without the crowd, like is that type of reaction going to do anything? You know what I mean? It may not. It, I you know people th were saying that they think that someone like a, a Russell Westbrook would not play as well feeding to the crowd. I just think that with the type of player that he is, you're talking about a motor that goes 100% no matter what. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. But you are talking about players that will be affected. I think LeBron will be affected to a degree. Um, he's definitely a player that I believe feeds on the crowds. There's going to be... You're kind of going to see a big shift and a big... Uh, not Maybe not a major difference, but you're going to see a, a shift in situations on how the players play because you can kind of see how they are. Because when they say the difference between season and playoffs are different, now you're talking you know, from playing in an arena with 15,000, 20,000 to playing with literally just in front of your coaches. You're going to see a major difference in play for some of these players. Some players aren't going to care, like you said, like a James Harden. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the energy levels. I mean, of course, like we said in the prior podcast, we were talking about how we are able to hear conversations. You get to hear defensive sets, the name of plays, you know, like it's going to be very interesting to hear. And I'm really excited to hear that part of everything. They're going to have mics all over the court to pick up everything. You're talking about plays. You're talking about running computer blue and darling pinky. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man rest in peace we love you prince we always knew you were a hooper so with these new rules and regulations i want to tell you something actually that's pretty cool and i, I don't know if you all know so i want to just give you all the information um to give a chance because the, the first time i thought about this i thought well if you're going to give these play these teams a chance to make the playoffs they're they're behind by quite a bit they're behind by five or six games they basically invited all the teams that are basically um below like eight below eight games behind the um eighth seed so basically eight games and under um with that said I was thinking in my head, I'm like, well, they're not going to catch up with just those eight games, right? You'd think that. But no, this is basically how it's going to be. The eight and nine seed are going to face off basically in a play-in tournament, a best of three. The eight and nine seed will only do this if the difference in the difference in games back between the eighth and the ninth seed are less than four. So for someone like, for a team like the Phoenix Suns or a team like the Sacramento Kings, all they need to do is get within under four get three and a half get three if you can get there you have a chance you can get into the to the playoffs with the play-in tournament a best of three series i don't know about you justin but that is pretty damn cool to give a chance to these teams that are kind of outside the bubble with a chance to get in yeah but i i think from what i've read was that for the eighth seed it's a double elimination so I believe that they have to lose both games, but I'm not 100% sure on that information. Oh, okay. And the so ninth seed, be, yeah. if yeah. they lose one, they're done. But they would have to win two oh, in order to get in yeah. with the eighth seed, so it would which be makes sense. Yeah, because the okay, eighth seed yeah. would be a double elimination considering the games that they're back. So in that sense, it's like the ninth seed really has to bring it. And, you know, the thing about the ninth seed is that if you have these young teams that haven't that don't have that experience they will play without that pressure because they have nothing to lose you know it's like the 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 possibility of seeing a team like new orleans or the suns you know those teams are ones without experience you know even though memphis is the eighth seed too i feel like they're they can thrive in this you know there's definitely this environment would be definitely different i i don't know how uh we really, like, everything is obviously hearsay until we get there, but yeah, this is definitely going to be different. I did not know that. I didn't know that. But I know that um, all these rules are, are mostly set in stone, but I know we have some situations that are fluid. So I didn't I didn't know that that was the, uh, so thank you for the correction, uh, Mr. GM. Appreciate, that. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate You're you uh, helping your boy out. <laughs> you know, I got you. You want some cap rules? I got you. Ooh, speaking of caps and shirts. Be like the summit state of mind and check out my best friend's streetwear label day off. Are you tired of the same old anime tees? Are you tired of the mall core look? Boring. Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand day off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop and my personal favorite, my Hero Academia. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. Use code DAYOFFSUMMIT for a 10% discount at dayoff.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. Can you give your boy a plus ultra? Plus ultra! That was pretty good, but we can do better. Plus ultra. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, and uh, 
yeah, I was uh, proud once again with another uh, wonderful ad ad commercial. That was pretty cool. Yes, Kenny, you did very well. Very well. Are you sure I did though? What do you think? I added the pause for emphasis. Ken. Oh, what the sorry. Hell? I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't realize the pause for emphasis. The pause for emphasis. <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. Close my eyes. Maybe your boy's just lost in the woods. Cause I'm lost in the woods. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I love Frozen. I think too. I was super flat there. Uh, it's okay. You're not flat in here. In my heart, I pointed to my heart. Okay. Welcome back, every guys. Welcome back, guys. Before we go into this bromance, let's talk about the Rockets' schedule. They released it just a few days ago. It is official. I am so psyched. And we are back. It's so awesome. It's gonna the the mission's gonna continue on July thirty first at eight p.m. Central. If you didn't listen earlier, eight p.m. Central against the Dallas Mavericks. And then we got games with the Bucks, the Blazers, the Lakers, the Kings, and the Spurs, the Pacers. And we're gonna round it out with the Sixers. Eight games, Justin. Eight games that's going to determine our seed. Eight games that's basically going to determine where we're gonna stand come playoff time. A lot of shuffling. A big chess match here. You're talking, where do you want to be? Do seeds really matter at this point? I have to ask you, Justin, does 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 the seeding games, for the Rockets at least, really matter? To be honest, I don't think so. I mean, considering that our team is old, like I believe that with our guys that we can stand up to any team regardless of seed, there's no home court advantage, so it really doesn't matter. There's no incentive for us to completely go all out in these eight games. I truly believe that these next eight games uh, would be meant for this team to get right, mm-hmm. figure out the rotations, find out what's what's what will work. And what won't work. This is your opportunity to really experiment a little bit because we already did a clinch playoff spot. We're already in. So the only thing that matters now is figuring out what's going to work. I mean, the lowest we can go is the the seventh seed. And the Clippers, I believe, will be entrenched at the two. They're staying. They're not going to get out of that spot. The furthest we can go is the three. Um, but it, I just feel like it doesn't really matter. The only difference will be the colors, the color of jerseys that we will be wearing. Yeah, there has to be, there has to be some type. You'd think that there would have to be at some type of incentive at some point for these teams, but as far as we know, there really isn't any incentives for the top seeds. Which I was telling my brother earlier, I'd be pretty upset if the Rockets were the one seed mm-hmm. and there was no true incentives for them. So. It really doesn't matter in a sense, like you said, especially for us since we're an older team. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys know what to do. Like, we've had guys that have been there, guys that want to get there, you know, in the likes of uh, PJ. You know, with all this rest with someone like him who plays big, big minutes for this team, you know, it's going to be huge down down the line you know we have guys like westbrook and harden who have been there high pressure situations they've been to the finals together you know we've had westbrook who you know they were ahead three to one against the warriors and choked it you know in in that in that sense he is someone that is like you 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 know he he has that desire he wants that we have robert covington who hasn't really been too far but he is someone that you you know he is motivated to prove himself in this team. You know he wants to make it work. Like these guys, we don't question motivation. Absolutely not, especially in terms of trying to win a, a championship. And with and you know that even with these eight seeding games, you have the the players that are established 
And the players are trying to establish themselves. Like uh, someone like a Bruno Caboclo, or who I like to call Bruno Caboclo, bro. <laughs> you can... Someone like him is ready to crack the rotation. He got interviewed recently, and he said he wants to try to crack the rotation come playoff time. So you can... Like I said earlier, you can use these eight seeding games to kind of situate yourself accordingly. Yeah. But really give a chance to the, to the players that can try to, you know, prove themselves. Like a Jeff Green, a Damare Carroll, a Bruno Caboclo, you know, those types of players. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> just a little bit. But, but, I mean, the potential of Bruno. Bruno, his, what is it, his uh, wingspan's like seven two, seven three. Someone like that that can just somehow even disrupt shots just a little bit every inch matters every, in these next yep. eight games Absolutely. and in the playoffs you know like can you imagine him instead of a jeff green you know or a damari carroll because i mean jeff green was such a spark because he was playing so well but like a wild card like bruno like that can change everything for us if he is able to succeed in his role you know as a shooter he shoots so well from the corners as a plus a defender you know that's what we're going to have to see with these next 8 games we're going to have to see what they're what what these players are going to be capable of like I know D'Antoni is tough. We know that. We know D'Antoni as a coach is very tough. He won't... He's very just, stubborn. He's very stubborn. Uh, to, um, yeah, pretty much to a fault. And we know that it's not... These players, especially the young players, someone like a Bruno Caboclo, are not going to be guaranteed to entrench themselves into the rotation. You know, But at the very least, you can put yourself in these eight seeding games and make an impact maybe enough to where Mike D'Antoni says you know what let me give this guy 10 minutes in the playoffs let's you know let's see what he can do so really at the end of the day here this you know return to the NBA season gives players a chance basically to crack the rotation you want your spot go get it that's the way I see it basically you want they, it? they yeah. want you to grab the brass ring they, come on now man you ever either Shout out to Major Wrestling Podcast because really, like, the brass ring does not exist. Because after Zack Ryder grabbed that brass ring and we were live there at that moment, they snatched it away from him. Darn you. Darn they gave you. him one day, 24 hours Intercontinental Champion. I'm still salty. I'm still salty. It goes Chris Paul, hamstring in the playoffs, Zack Ryder, champion for 24 hours. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. Like, it, it gets. This is your. This is basically your chance to to grab a spot now in the playoffs, before we before they start. So hopefully they can do that. Hopefully, um, all the players play well. Hopefully it's tough on D'Antoni. I hope it's tough on D'Antoni. Yeah, you want it to be like where he has to make a tough decision because in that sense, like he's gonna have to really figure out what works. The more options you have, the better. Sometimes it's bad considering. You know, the teams and there are guys that are stubborn, you know, especially when it pertains to younger teams. But with our team that are a bit older, there are guys that would understand. Like a Damari Carroll, you know he's emergency. He's not going to be there to play he's minutes. He's spot glass. minutes, just like yep. Tyson Chandler. Yep. You know, depending on matchups, Tyson Chandler will play if it's a team that's necessary, like Denver, you know, or a Dallas maybe, that he might be needed because of height. But with Bruno... You know, he is someone that can step up at the five and spread the floor very well. And you don't have to, and then you have to, you get to alleviate the pressure off of Rocco or a PJ, you know, where they don't have to be completely focused on on that. They can thrive in other areas. You know, that's just another option. And the fact that that option is presented, it just makes D'Antoni's job a little bit harder and easier both at the same time. You'd rather him be fruitful than uh, starving, right? Exactly. You like you, that, yeah. you want the options considering yeah. our team. You know, and then, like we said, like everything will 
uh, be determined based on matchups, depending on which team we face. So anything can happen in that sense. Um, but at the same time, we do know D'Antoni is very stubborn in his rotations. But I do believe that he was humbled considering the last two playoffs. Hopefully, eventually, he learns that you need to expand it just a little bit more, conserve some energy. But then the other side of the coin suggests because of this three-month break, our off-season, that he might just roll short because these guys have the legs. So I don't really know what to think. You know what I mean? Well, it seems to me that, you know, it seems to me that a team like this needs energy. Speaking of energy, I'd like to talk to you guys about two hummingbirds and a bean. I know what you must be thinking. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you, it is my good friend Mike's coffee shop known as Bean Here Coffee. I have had their coffee since 2017 when they first opened, and let me tell you, everybody, it is some of the best coffee I've ever had in the city of Houston, maybe the, maybe the best. And I always go in there for their lattes, and I go in for their cold brews. And let me tell you guys something. They just opened up a new coffee place called Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. What does that mean? What is Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios? Well, they offer roaster rentals and private label coffee. They also offer kitchen rental, great for baking and classes. They also have tons of space and loft rentals, perfect for classes or events. They have limited studio office leases, as well as a coffee bar with limited guest seating. And more coming soon, with a covered porch seating, coffee classes, roasting classes, and etc. It is also home of my of my good friend, actually I take that back, my best friend's studio, Day Off, which is basically going to be located in the same place as Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. So, if you guys want delicious coffee and you want to learn how to roast or rent or even a great place to just hang out, you can go to Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. That is located in 310 McKeever Road. I'll say that again. 310 McKeever Road in Arcola, Texas. I'm telling y'all right now, you go there once, you will not regret it. It is a beautiful, it is a beautiful warehouse space, very spacious. Be sure to wear your mask before you go in and get ready to to enjoy some delicious, delicious coffee. And with that said, Bean Here Coffee Lab and Studios. Be sure to check them out. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind. Let's go ahead and move forward with this now as we talk about the potential playoff opponents for our Houston Rockets. Um, with, with that said, you got a bunch of different teams where seedings really almost don't matter. Home court is non-existent now. So, Justin, I just have to ask you, where do you want Houston to be when the first round starts rolling around? Honestly, my number one pick would obviously be Denver, the the team that we're facing now. A lot of people don't like that matchup, but I just feel like they don't have the star power to overcome a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook. You know, they don't I don't believe that they have the intangibles of, you know, the role players like a PJ Tucker. They don't have that type of toughness or grit to their team, you know? And also another another team that we could probably face possibly would be Oklahoma City, CP3 and Steven Adams. They're a very solid team. Love them, but as much as I love Chris Paul bless his heart, he burns out, you know? He he does. He does. Especially with uh especially given the the circumstances that we are in. Now granted, of course, all the teams have had rest, but it's a whole new game. It's going to be a whole new game come playoff time. Both teams that you mentioned do have bigs. I do know that Denver usually struggles against Houston, 
but that was when we had Clint. Joker, who is their best player, necess- always always um had a tendency to mess up. So, you know, yeah, you know, Clint was basically the Batman, you know, and he yeah, was because- yeah. I mean, for Jokic, she had to play off the switch. Is every time they ran a screen and roll, Joker would get stuck on a Russ or a James, yeah. you know, and then they'd have to play the lob, always for Clint. But now they might be able to relax, especially on a Westbrook, where they're not gonna they're gonna let they're gonna play him off to the point that they want him to shoot the three off those screens and rolls. You want to get James Harden downhill. If you can get a James Harden um, on a screen and roll against a Joker. You want him going downhill immediately. Draw the foul. Try to get in. Draw the draw the defense to the to the paint. You know, in that sense, that's what you want. You know, and I feel like with their team, their defense just isn't there to take us. Yeah, and and ten and ten to one, they're gonna double team Harden out of the shoot like right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they they ran that. I think they ran that last year too. Um, with a team like uh, another possible team like Utah. Um, they're a good team as well, but considering the dysfunction, we're not sure where their heads are at. You know, we have no clue. We don't know if they're even gonna. You never know. Um, with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and all that, we know that the all the crap that they were dealing with. We know that it's not guaranteed that this team will even be able to come together. So that might you might want that matchup in that sense. You don't know if they're gonna have any resolve. Uh, I wouldn't if I was the, if I was on that team and and my and one of my teammates was basically. Um, responsible for the shutdown of the entire NBA, um, basically lost my respect. I, I would definitely see the Rockets wanting to face Utah, but of course, you know, granted, that's like you said, it's 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 matchups, and more likely than not, we're you know we're gonna have to just go with with what we have. So with that said, um, whether you're the third through the eighth, which which we're actually not gonna be eighth, so you're saying third through seventh, you're virtually guaranteeing yourself a second round. With one team from LA. Now the question I have to ask you, Justin, is: We get past the first round, we're gonna go either against LeBron and AD, or Kawhi and Paul George. Where do you want to go? What direction do you want to go? I'm gonna be honest with you. I would rather face the Clippers. I know you might not think that I was leaning that way, but if we're gonna go um, with the LA teams, I want to face the Clippers first. I mean. As much and as great as Kawhi is, he's a fun guy, you know. <laughs> but in he's the a sense, I just don't think – I don't know how, how popular or unpopular this opinion is, but I just don't think that he is on the level of a LeBron yet. Um, people give him a lot of credit for his championships, but granted he beat a Golden State team with a half-hobbled Cade uh, – no, not a half-hobbled Clay. Who ended up actually getting hurt yes. permanently throughout yes. the last and a, game. And yeah. a KD that appeared for what? Uh, a quarter, twelve a quarter minutes, and a half, half maybe. And you know, I want to give him the benefit. He, he's still great. He still beat the greatest team. Let's not get it twisted. But he had the benefit of health, just like the Warriors did in their runs. So I mean, in his run, they, he had a major benefit in that sense. You know, um, LeBron came back from a three to one deficit with Kyrie and company to take out the greatest team ever. You know, with and everyone fully healthy. So I, I still believe that. A team like the Clippers would be best for us, considering that PG has not—he's—he's he's been successful in the playoffs, but we haven't seen his best. Kawhi, we have, but I believe in James. I believe in Russ. They can take them out. 
Like, I truly believe it, and especially with how aggressive Beverly is. You can get him fouled out in three out of the three se- three out of seven games, honestly, with the this way that he true. does defend. Or at least get him in foul trouble in the first quarter. Always. You know he's going to play aggressive. Just watch for game one. If we're in that second-round series and we're playing against them, I promise you, you're going to see a Pat Beverly with endless energy, but it might be the bane of their existence. You know, it can be something that can hold them back. I mean, considering that who's coming off the bench, Lou Williams. Can he really defend a Harden or a Westbrook? No. He might outscore them. He might he plays the best bucket defense in the NBA. This is true. He does. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you don't know if that's ideal considering the matchups. Um, honestly, I just think that the Clippers could be a better matchup for us. Um, honestly, I, I hate to say it in this sense, but I feel like that the Lakers might be an easier matchup for us too. Yeah, well, I was going to I was that's what I was going to say, you know. I'm I'm about to go I'm about to channel my inner first take and have to go uh Stephen A Smith on you because I have to respectfully disagree. I have to respectfully disagree. I want the Lakers in the first round. You mean the second oh, round? Oh, second round. I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 Stephen oh, A Smith. Man. I want the Lakers in the second round. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to say the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though, I I want I personally would want the Lakers in the second round. Um, LeBron's only getting older; he's only getting older. And now, granted, everyone's had that break, but LeBron's getting older. The role players are not as strong as the Clippers. And on top of that, if my calculations are correct, AD's never been past the first round. I'm thinking this in my head now. No, they he beat, has been. They, they beat Once. Portland. In yes, yes, I'm sorry, you're right, State yes, yes, 2018, round, yes, swept. that's right, that, that's before the conference finals, you're talking us. total lack of playoff experience yeah. in terms for AD, now granted, this is not an arena in front of people, but like I said, that's the ultimate wild card, not playing, playing in front of people, that's about AD's health too, yeah, AD's yeah. health, now granted, everyone has had rest, but at the same time, I just don't, I personally believe that the Rockets, path at least the conference finals would be better off going against the Lakers in the second round I have to trust that the fact that Avery Bradley is not going to even be there and if you replace Avery Bradley with a J.R. Smith like oh my gosh defense goes down please please yeah exactly you you do have Danny Green you do have Danny Green and you have decent role players behind that you do have Dwight Howard well actually who knows Dwight Howard might not even be there so that's the thing like the players might not even be the the important role players might not even be present so that's something like you have to look at the matchups, and at this point, I just don't care. I want to get us into the finals. I want to win a championship. I will do by any means necessary. I want, personally, I want the Lakers. If you had to pick between the two LA, LA teams, I have to respectfully disagree with you, uh, Max Kellerman. I want the LA Lakers. I'm just going to have to say that even though the Lakers, I do feel, could be an easier matchup, I want us to be battle-tested. If we take the Clippers out in the second round, I feel like there's no way the Lakers take us. Yeah, but there's no way. Okay, but good point. But what if you're scratching and clawing your way into a game seven, having to go into the Western Conference Finals, where the where you know our team starts getting tired? I don't. Think you have they to hope will, that they though. won't, right? I don't think okay. they will. I mean, with with the rest, considering all yeah, things, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're one of the teams that should be at full strength. The Lakers will not be. Granted, we get in the second round, but even then, it's the LeBron effect. It's all the LeBron effect. I want to avoid the LeBron effect all the way till the end because at the end of the day, it is LeBron is James. Yeah. He is the LeBron. The best player of our generation. And yep. he is the one that you want to take out. You might want to take him out earlier. Yes, I get that. But I want to get him when he's a bit more tired. 
you know. And I feel like the possibility of taking out a Kawhi and a PG is good in that sense. We've never eliminated Kawhi. You know, we did have a chance in 2017, but we just couldn't do it. You know, James just wasn't the James Harden we see now. Mm -hmm. And with everything that's been going on, I think the cards are right for us in that sense. Um, like I said, you know, like a Beverly, who is also another injury-prone player. He is you very. Know, he they is have very three guys that are yep. probably their three best players that are injury-prone. Yep. You know, Kawhi, anything can happen. He can just be like, I'm going to shut it down. You know, and it can happen. I'm not saying it, really, that it will. Yeah, yeah, no, you're it right. Can, it can happen. You know? You've seen it. We've, we've seen it. We've seen a Paul George who is hampered, you know, and it's just it just seems like he doesn't seem like the guy that would thrive under pressure. Even though Harden does get that same flack, I will say that Paul George is another person that could possibly be under that same umbrella. You mean in you elimination know? game situations where uh, choker James Harden averages over 30 points a game? Exactly. Exactly, because I'm not a German. You know, <laughs> James Harden doesn't play well in the playoffs. That's that is what I'm well, saying. <laughs> I will be the first to tell you. I'll be the first to tell you. You know, I I I'm so used to, when you when you think of greatness. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, tangent myself into a rant here because this has been bothering me so much, and I've had to get it out. I've had to get my feelings out, so I, I'm gonna get it out right now. I, express yourself, express baby. yourself, Oh, we that, about, is that how it goes? We're talking about remember. two different songs, aren't we? Yeah, probably. Express but, yourself. I'm especially with my full capabilities. I was talking about, I think it was Madonna or now Cher. I'm living in but, correctional facilities. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was talking about NWA. <laughs> wow. Talking yeah, about. See, now yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel a little less manly. Um, I should definitely excuse myself yes. from this podcast. I Thank think it's you. done for me. Thank you. Two roads divergent in wood. That's basically you and me right now. Oppo taco. I have to get this out. I, you know, you guys are basically going to be my therapy session right now. I need to get this out because it's been bugging me. All right, James Harden. If you know me well enough, you know how I feel about him. Come playoff time, he's really good. I think he's great. I think he's the greatest scorer of our generation, hands down. I, I, I completely um, believe that. Harden has gotten flack from a ton of people, including myself, that get mad at him because he goes at a pace that no one likes. When the chips are down in a game seven, in an elimination situation, he doesn't turn on the jets. He doesn't push. He doesn't push it. He stays to the tempo that he's comfortable with, that he's happy with. Completely opposite from the great from the greats that have stepped on the floor. You're talking Kobe Bryant. You're talking LeBron James. You're talking Michael Jordan. You're talking. You're, you know, I'm even going to say it. Even you're going to talk Kawhi Leonard to a sense. These greats have all put themselves in front because they know when it's time to take over, they take over. When it's time to push the envelope, they push the envelope. Harden has gotten flack from everybody, including myself. I've watched these games back now. I have come to realize that James Harden is going to be who he is. He's not going to change that for anybody. He's not going to change it just because you want him to dominate the way that you're used to seeing other players dominate. He's going to do it his own way. With that said, I do need to get this off my chest. We were talking about how these teams are the teams basically are going to play for this championship, this asterisk championship. No matter how you slice it, this championship is going to be on an asterisk, guaranteed. I have a problem with today's media basically saying that LeBron deserves the title, Lakers deserve the title because of what happened back in January. Uh, if Giannis wins the title, it's the crowning, it's the coronation of the new king of the NBA. 
if Kawhi and Paul George win the title, it's they won it because they came together and they dominated. And Kawhi is one of the greatest players of this generation. That's why he deserves to win it. So explain to me this, anyone who's listening, and please, if you have any issues, please let me know because I want to know what your what your opinion is. How come they all get respect if they win this asterisk championship, yet if Harden and Westbrook win, they won because it's an asterisk championship? How come... Harden wins because, oh, they played in Orlando. Oh, they played in front of no fans. Yet, if someone like LeBron wins, it's he won his, uh, he wins his fourth title. He's one of the greats of our, he's one of the goats of this, uh, entire NBA history. Yet, if Harden wins it, it's, oh, well, he just won because they're playing in Orlando. They're just playing. So, give me, I just, I want to know what the double, why the double standard exists here. That is so upsetting to me. Rant over. People are just gonna hate, man. That's that, that is the uh, what is it called? That is exactly what we live in. This is the world that we're gonna see, and this is how it is. Um, in that sense, it's and just frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I've learned to it's, accept it. Yeah, you, but it's you, just so like even with even what's happening now, like with this bubble that they're gonna play in. If any team, like literally, like if a team like Dallas and Luka Doncic win it, oh my gosh, oh it's oh, yeah. the These are it's the coming, so it's love. the coming of the new era now. Oh, Luka Doncic is leading the new era into the into the future. Da da da. He is, you know, they're gonna crown him in that sense. They're gonna crown Giannis. But if Harden wins it, it's oh, but they won because they won it in Orlando. They won it because of the bubble. Harden can't do this in front of fans. Harden can't do the Harden can't do this, you know, when the chips are down. Really, this isn't a real title. But if any teams win it, okay, if any other team wins it besides Houston and Orlando, it's oh my gosh. They deserved it. You know how we are, man. It's a Houston versus everyone mentality. That's how it's always going to be. And I'm here and for at it. At this point, I don't care. Like if we win a championship, you 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 damn well know I'm going to be crying, shedding tears of joy. Oh, you better believe there should. You better believe there's going to be a post pod right after we win it. You better believe that, man. With everybody around us, I will be the first. Me and Justin, we we we've been through it all in terms of uh in terms of heartbreak uh with the city of Houston from the um, Texans in 2011 to the Astros in 2015 to the Rockets in 2018 and 2014. (laughs) We've been there through it all through the failures of T Mac and 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 we've seen it all and we know what uh what these teams are have done and that what they could have done but at the end of the day this is uh this is it and i've actually never felt better about the rockets chances than this year outside of enough. 2018 well oh, I mean, no no actually, yeah, yeah of course yeah. of course yeah yeah of but course this, but golden state doesn't exist yeah this team, in this universe this is the best opportunity for this team considering all the outside um you know um what is what is the word um factors all the outside factors that have come in it works for us especially with the fact that we are older more experienced um the fact that some of these teams are still gelling in the sense we have a bulk of our team you know sans cp3 add russell westbrook and Oroko. you know um this team is set for that run and it's just a matter of them um what's it called working it out doing it and establishing themselves once the, if they're able to do that i like our odds against anybody even the bucks who we just always tend to struggle against but i feel like we have a chance against any of these teams like we can do this it's just a matter of them doing it you know and i want to know what y'all think i want to know if y'all are with are with the wagon that me 
and Justin are on. I want to know if y'all feel the same way. Do you feel like the Rockets can win a championship? Do you feel like the Rockets are a first-round choke job? Do you feel like the Rockets will get ousted in the second round? I want to know what y'all think. I want to know y'all's opinion, y'all's opinion on this. So whoever listens to this podcast, please let us know. Please shoot us an email. Um, I'm going to show y'all the email at the end of the episode to let y'all know that y'all can contact us at any time. Let us know what you think. I want to know what, what y'all think. This yeah, hit is- us up on the, uh, what is it, the uh, Instagram and the Twitter yes. when they are out. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. When they're when they're out. By the time this episode's released, it will be out. So <laughs> with that said, I wanna I wanna give a big shout out and a, a big thank you to all of our fans that are that are listening uh to us. Will be two up ep- this will be our second episode in. Uh be on the lookout for future episodes, um, future retrospective episodes, episodes where we bring a couple of uh different guests in, some of our closest confidants and friends. Um, people that have been through the, through us and the, that have been there with us in this entire journey. So uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to also my brother. Thank you for uh, thank you for being here with me. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it allows me to uh, speak my mind, which I don't always do. I used to on my Facebook days, but now I tend to. Uh, you can do I, it ro- in- I roped it in, put it under control. I was going to think say about you, my words. I was going to say you can do it in a more professional manner now. You can actually do it on a podcast. I know. I feel official. I mean, I'm holding this uh, microphone really close to my face. Um, I told him to do that. Cause, yeah, but yeah. I, I I feel legit. Well, I'm all legit. in. You are you are legit. You are too legit to quit. Thank you, MC Hammer. All right. All right. No, wrong song. You're too legit. Oh, you're too, too legit, legit to quit. quit. Dun, dun. Too legit. Uh, too legit to quit. Uh, we're gonna end this episode right here and follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Summit S O M Pod. <laughs> All right, guys. For real though, please follow us on Twitter at Summit S O M Pod. We are gonna be on Apple Podcasts by the time this episode releases, so please check us out. Apple Podcasts. Type in Summit State of Mind. I'll say it again for my slower folks summit state of mind thank you so much for listening to us guys we are hoping that everyone is being safe through the pandemic wear a face mask wash your hands be safe be easy take care of each and every one of yourselves and take care of each other beards and brodies the summit Four, 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 four.